are kindly sponsored by Sliderstock. They are a bespoke auction and e-commerce platform. So if you guys need them, hit them up at www.sliderstock.com. Today we've got Hayley from Emerald Dax. Um, she's been breeding for a long time, haven't you, Hayley? So how long have you been breeding for? Um, I've been breeding for um, eight years now. Um, Daxons, I've been breeding professionally for about six years now. Um, what made you start breeding, especially Daxons? Um, I've always loved Daxons growing up. I always used to see this little red dachshund at the end of my road that used to wait outside the post office with its owner. And he, actually, and he had wheels. And I never knew why he had um, And then growing up, I always wanted one, but my parents had never let me have one. But I had probably every other animal you can imagine. So, And my parents used to breed every animal they had. So it was sort of in my oh, gym. Is you know, it? Yeah, gym. it's in the family. Yeah, exactly. So when I finally did buy a Dachshund, it was a Dachshund cross Jack Russell because um, my boyfriend at the time wouldn't let me pay a lot of money. Crazy amount. Um, Yeah. And I wanted her to have one litter, as a lot of people do before they get into breeding. They think, you know, let's just let them have one litter. Yeah. um, And see what happens. And it all stemmed from there, really. That was it. Yeah, and I had people messaging me after that saying, when are you breeding again? I really want one of your puppies. Um, And I didn't really think that I wanted to be a breeder. Um, But I decided to actually research the Dachshund breed for about a year, even before I bought my first Dachshund. Um, And I researched all the genetics, all the health issues, everything else that went into it. Um, So you were all clued up on... I was prepared, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and then I went and bought my first taxi. Oh, cute. And then the rest is history. And the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, so what's your favourite bit about breeding? I've got to say it's, you know, it's make it how happy new owners are when yeah. they know they're getting a puppy from you. Um, I enjoy, you know, sending the photos and the weekly videos to them. Yeah. I do them some professional post, uh, pictures as well, so they've got like a little portfolio of their Daxi. Oh, gorgeous! And we've seen loads of your well. photos; they're gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, making up the puppy packs as well. Like these are my babies, and I do adore them, and I want them to go with the best start in life. You know. Yeah, yeah. The puppy packs are one of the best bits. I always go over the top, and you definitely oh, do as well. <laughs> I forget what we thought, and then they're like filled to the brim. <laughs> yeah um but obviously it's not all great so what's what's the worst thing that about breeding um when I first started breeding you know it all I, I was quite lucky to be honest I didn't lose any puppies for the first couple of years um didn't have any problems with any of my litters everything was fine but obviously the more you breed the more stuff is going to happen um yeah and you do lose puppies and you do get stillborns, you know, and it's a case of, you know, what do you do? You know, mm-hmm. um, I've had to tube feed a litter of five for two weeks because the mum had an infection. So she was an antibiotic puppy couldn't have. Um, so tube feeding a litter of puppies every two hours for two weeks 
is hard work. Yeah, that is um, a full-time you know, this commitment, is isn't it? See. Yeah, people don't see what actually goes into breeding. Definitely, yeah. It, it's so time-consuming, and I know for you that this, it is your kind of full-time, That is, this is what you do, um, yeah. and it, it just shows that you, you can't be too prepared, really, can you? Because things do happen out of your control and... Yeah, I mean, um, in one of these litters, um, the first little boy that was born, he wasn't breathing properly. Um, so I had to work on him for about 40 minutes to get him breathing and feeding. Gosh, it is the worst. Missy's second litter, we had two stillborns and there's there's nothing. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, it's horrible. And, but unfortunately, you know, this is, you've got the pros and the cons of breeding. You are, yeah. you are risking losing the bitch. You are risking losing puppies. You know, and it is a risky business to get into. But as long as you're doing your research and doing everything that you can, that's all you can do. Definitely. Um, um, in your eyes, because I know everyone else knows what a brilliant breeder you are, but but what what makes you a good breeder? What sets you apart from other people, and and what makes your kind of dogs so good? Because which they are. Thank you. Um, I think with me, I'm one of these people that I'm very transparent in what I do. I like people to let people in and sit and show them everything that I do from when the puppies are born. Um, I mean, potential owners that are on my waiting list, they get um, updates of when the mum is going to be bred. They get updates on if the mum's pregnant. They get scanned photos. Um and they get updates up until their puppy is actually born. Um, and if there is a potential puppy for them, they then get all the, you know, the, the daily updates and the weekly yeah. videos. And by the time they do meet their puppy at four weeks old, they feel like they know me as a breeder and they feel like they know their puppy. That's um, so special, isn't it? I don't think you could say... do this, you know, and it's, it's yeah. a shame, really. It's, it, it makes a huge difference. And I know from kind of both ends, as a breeder and as a kind of someone who's bought a puppy it means so much more when like you said when you feel like you already know the dog and the breeder got much yeah. more connection haven't you trust yeah. and, and yeah, everything definitely. and the thing yeah. is you, know, you want to know where your puppy's coming from you want to know if it's being socialized with children you want to know if it's being brought up in a family home and just not outside in a dog kennels you know there's so many breeders that you know don't tell you what where the puppy is or where yeah. I've got both the parents to be viewed and stuff like that and a lot of these kept on the down low until you know you go and see the puppy but um, yeah it is um, hard it is, it is a minefield out there as well with I know so so following on from that we mm. get messages all the time from people asking what you know what's good to look out for from a breeder and how do you possibly choose and You'll know better than anyone what top tips for looking out for um, a good breeder and a good pup. What, where do you begin? Um, I mean, there's a lot of the Dachshund groups on Facebook. Um, they're quite good, the advice groups. Um, one of mine is called Simply Sausage Dogs on Facebook, which you probably know. Yeah, it's um, very good. Yeah, that's a good advice group. But there is quite a few, um, like, like I said, the groups on Facebook are a really yeah. good place to start um, because people will recommend breeders and there is a list um, of breeders on the Daxon Showcase as well. Okay. Um, which is a website. Um, 
but it's it's one of these things like a lot of people think that if uh, a breeder is kennel club registered then they're great you know when it's not always the case anybody can kennel club register a litter of puppies you know it could be somebody that breeds dilutes you know that are obviously prone to health issues yeah Um, but just because a dog's case is registered doesn't mean it's healthy it doesn't mean it's come from a good breeder at all yeah research the breeder as much as you can um find out any anyone that's had a puppy from that breeder make sure you ask the breeder if they've health tested their dogs you want to see proof of certificates you want to see proof casey registration you know you want the whole hog really oh definitely Um, you want to know if they own both parents um if not can you see photos of dad can you meet the mum you want to make sure when you do meet your puppy how the mother dog is interacting with the puppy um is the is the mother dog scared, anxious? Is the puppy scared or anxious and not interacting? You know, yeah, so many signs to look out for. Um, because there is there is puppy farms about, and there is people that will say, you know, yep, you can have this puppy. You go and meet the puppy, and the mother dog's not there, or she's gone out for a walk, as they tell you. Yeah, it's um, we we've heard so particularly at the moment so many kind of like awful stories about people being scammed people like you've just said going to see the the puppies and it's just not all that it's cracked up to be or but but you know what they've become quite clever with it haven't they like you have just mentioned that you know they've gone the bitch has gone out for a walk that wouldn't be the case no of course not at the end of the day when people come to view my puppies they can meet both parents because I have got both parents usually yeah um it's very rare that I do go out to stud um and I'd like them to meet both the parents so they can see how nice the temperaments they are which means it will come out in the puppy as well yeah um I mean the puppies will be socialized with all my other dogs including the cats of course Um, (laughs) and the the kids (laughs) yeah Um, but they are very well socialized Mm. um and with regards to people scamming at the minute there's a lot of people that um uh, are responding to ads on like Gumtree and stuff like that, and they're paying a deposit, and then without the seeing them, person and... giving them an, an address, and when they turn up, it's not even an address; it's an estate. Or, yeah, you know, so they've lost five hundred pound or two hundred pound deposit. You know, and that's how scammers do work. They, you know, yes, they, they pay on the vulnerable because people do want a puppy. Yeah, it's it's scary how how kind of clever they are about it as well. You know, it, it you. You don't necessarily have to be st- stupid to to fall for it. They are really clever with it, but yeah, and I think quite a lot a lot of people are using COVID as an excuse as well for taking, you know, deposits and never letting them see them right till when they're picking them up, which just shouldn't be the case in yeah. my opinion anyway. Um, no, I mean I don't I don't ever take deposits usually until the puppies are four weeks and I've met the person yeah. who's going to be the new owner and they're happy with me as breeder and I'm happy with them. And they love the puppy, you know, and they're happy with it. Um, yeah. You know, if for any reason I don't like the person or they don't like me or they're not happy with their puppy, then I don't take any deposits, you know, and it, it, they move Simple on. Simple as that, yeah. You know, so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine so. Um, but but get, finding a breed is one thing, but I think people are expecting miracles at the moment because a lot of people are like, oh, we want a puppy now where can we get one but it's not as simple as that is it you know no. I know with you well 
we're on the waiting list with you. And it's not just an, a quick fix. It's not an overnight thing. It takes time. It, you, you can't just, well, rarely can you just get a puppy on a whim, a good quality one anyway. Um, no, so I mean, how long would you say people are expected to wait for a puppy? I mean, I've had, I've had people wait two, three years for a puppy before um, because either it's the wrong time for them or something's come up or they're going through divorce or, yeah. you know, the wrong colour puppies come up um, or it's the wrong sex. You know, it isn't easy. It's just going, okay, yep, yeah, I'll, bre- I'll breed you a spotty one that's got a blue eye. As I <laughs> Um, oh god you know and it's messages like that that really make me you know think oh god you know please and I do say to people please research the breed before say asking for a spotty dog with a blue eye because oh you know it's it's and I have to correct them it's dapple when people ask me to breed them a daxi that's got a blue eye I can't promise that because it's you know it is isn't something that you can just wave a magic wand and go there you go exactly and that's why I think people's expectations are set so high but realistically you are going to be waiting it's not you know what I've had like I said to you the other day like a lot of my waiting list I have had to wipe because people have gone out and got a puppy because they've been desperate because of lockdown um and when upon contacted them you know they thought oh sorry I've already got one but they hadn't let me know I know, and it, it makes you question then, doesn't it? Actually, is that the kind of people I, that I want my puppies? Exactly, it draws a line under that. So, yeah. you know, I'm quite I'm quite glad in that sense. Yeah. So so on the flip side of them, someone finding a breeder, what would you look out for in a potential owner? You've already said that you want them to do their research, which is absolutely the most important thing, isn't it? But yeah, what else would you look out for? What, in a new owner? Yeah. Um, in a new owner, um, a lot of breeders draw a line with new owners that have to work full-time. Mm. I don't draw a line under that because I do understand people do have to work. Um, you know, as long as they've got um, a daycare set up or they've got somebody that comes in and walks the dog daily and yeah. lets it out, you know, I've got no problem with that. And a lot of my owners do have puppy daycare that they take their dogs to if they do have to work a full day. Which is um, fair enough, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Like you think um, people have to work. Yeah, and, I mean, with new owners, I mean, it's, it's hard for me, especially when you've got a new owner that is completely brand new to it, um, and it, you have to explain to them that, you know, taking home a new puppy isn't easy and it isn't all fun and games, you know, and it, the puppy will cry at night. And a lot of people yeah. want to crate train a puppy that's on its own. And it's, you know, trying to explain to somebody that, you know, you're taking that puppy away from its mother and its siblings into a home where it doesn't know the smells, it doesn't know the surroundings, it will cry. Yeah. And it probably will cry for about two weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's making them understand that. I mean, I had a lady ring me after day three um, crying her eyes out because she hadn't had any sleep and she was like I really really want to crate train my my puppy but she's screaming like she's being murdered and you know I said, well, <laughs> sounds no. familiar at the end of the day you know if you're that adamant about crate training your puppy then persevere because they do get used to it um, yeah. and there's ways of introducing a crate rather than just sticking them in it overnight and leaving them 100% yeah 
a lot of my owners, I always say to them, the first few nights, even the first week or so, sleep downstairs on the sofa with the puppy near, near the crate so it gets mm. used to it. And it yeah, doesn't it's so it's scary. Cage. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's so hard. And I think people underestimate it, how difficult it is. And to look at, they're the most cutest, gorgeous things in the world. But, you know, it is scary for them. And, and to make new owners aware of that is yeah it's it's so important because I guess if if they're not prepared then it can lead to one thing or another yeah of course it can especially a separation anxiety yeah um, definitely which is, is, a, is a common trait in the breed anyway I mean I always say to people and explain to people that Dachshunds are pack dogs as you and I know definitely <laughs> um so you know having a dachshund or having another dog in the house is absolutely brilliant because they do take you know notice of the other dog and it's easy yeah. to train a puppy when you've got another older dog in the house as well um, definitely all of my all of my litters just follow the older ones and they get to grips with it pretty quick but yeah mine do mine do yeah um and is there anything else that that you particularly look for in new owners um not really I mean it's how it's how passionate they are about the breed I mean I've had people that have literally researched every corner about the breed you know That's brilliant yeah and they're telling me oh I've researched, researched this I've researched that I've researched IBDD I've researched all the health issues um one thing I do want to point out is a lot of people um coming that do message me um, will say, are your dogs PRA clear? I definitely have to have a puppy that's PRA clear. Um, what people don't realise is PRA is a disease and it can only affect Dachshunds if they're actually affected by the disease. Um, so you can get a PRA clear, you can get a PRA hereditary clear, you can get um, a carrier of the disease, but it doesn't mean that they'll ever get the, the, the disease, which is called yeah. um, pro progressive retinal atrophy. Um, I know dogs that are actually affected by the disease that have never gone blind. Um, and with PRA carriers, when I first got my Daxi, my first Dachshund, um, mm. every breeder that I ran was like, it has to be PRA clear, it has to be PRA clear. So I actually thought, you know what, I'm going to ring the kennel club and speak to them. And this is what I advise new owners to do so they can actually be uh, have a peace of mind about PRA um, yeah if there wasn't carriers in Dachshunds then it would it wouldn't be able to even out the gene pool so yeah because I was going to say that in order to eliminate a disease you have to have carriers yeah in and the, in the, the most important thing is that that the breeder is aware of what their dog is, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've years ago I imported a dog from Russia, and I was told she was PRA clear, and she was in fact affected. Um, I've still got her now, and she's not gone blind, and she's nearly five. Um, wow! Yeah. I rang the kennel club and I said, "Look, you know, what am I supposed to do with this dog?" They said, "As long as you put her to a clear dog, all the puppies yeah. will only ever be carriers, so they will never ever get the disease." And when you say affected to people, they panic and they think, oh, my God, this dog's going to go blind. Yeah. Well, she's, she's nearly five and she's never had any issues whatsoever. Yeah, so it's just about research, 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 isn't it? As long yeah. as you're aware of what what the 
potential issues are, then I guess I you've just said as long as you didn't put her to an affected dog. Yeah. Then or yeah, she with an affected dog you have to put them to fear hundred percent because yeah. put her to a carrier, they could still be a twenty five percent chance of affected dogs. The pups, yeah, definitely. So, you know, as long as you put them to a PRA clear dog, then you know, all the puppies will never ever get the disease. Brilliant. That's so good to know because I think a lot of people are kind of have a bit of a misunderstanding about that. Um but no, that's brilliant to clear that up. Um so we've also seen with with the kind of puppy boom that we were talking about on previous um podcasts, um with Daxons in particular, we have seen quite a few varieties of colours, haven't we? Yes. Um can you talk us through the colouring of um smooths, longs? I know they're all a bit different, but generally what colours should we be going for and what should we steer away from? Okay, so you've got the um standard colours, which are black and tan. Yeah. Um, chocolate and tan. Uh you've got red, you've got shaded red. That's the, the this is in the smooths. Um I've noticed now in the smooths that a cre- creams are popping up. Yeah. Um obviously they're not the standard colours. Personally, I don't like them, but they are a, a recognised colour now on the KC. Um in the long heads, you've got uh creams, shaded creams, black and tans, black and cream. Um Obviously, you've got the dapples as well, which are in the smooth, which is chocolate dapple, silver dapple. You can get red dapples in both coats as well. Um, Are they generally a bit harder to spot, the red dapples? With the red dapples, they look dapple when they're born, um, but as they grow, they can the dapple spots can actually fade um, and they can just look red or shaded red. Um, and this is when people end up with double dapples um, yeah. because they'll breed a red to a dapple thinking it's just a red. Um, and then they'll get they'll get double dapples, which can have deformities. They're blind, you know. They can have loss of limbs, stuff like that. Um, and you know, it's it's if you are going to breed, whether I mean any dog that I breed, I test if it, if they've got a dapple parent and I've got a chocolate and tan that I've kept, I'll test her for dapple. Yeah. You know, um, any of my imports, if they've got a dapple parent, they get tested for dapple. Um, at least then you can know for sure, can't you? And know exactly that you're safely, yeah. You know, and it's it's all about you know being responsible with breeding. Um, the colours to avoid. There's a lot of people breeding dilutes at the minute. Um, you know, you've got the Isabellas, which is actually a dilute of chocolate. You've got uh, the Blues, which are a dilute of black and tan. Um, there's a lot. I've seen a lot of puppies on pets for homes and places yeah sold for like silly money um but this is a thing people like the color they'll you know they'll buy the puppy and then six months down the line the puppy's losing hair and going bold and has like really bad skin conditions because it is a dilute color you know and it's taking goodness out Out of it yeah yeah so you know they're the things to avoid the dilutes um and people and, gen- people advertise them quite often as like rare colors and and yeah i mean it's you know there, there is um if you actually go onto google and google dax and colors there's a website that will take you to all the different dax and colors 
that there is all the standard colors yeah it's even got a thing on there about dilutes um and it's good actually it's actually posted on my website as well because it is such a good post um so yeah if, if people do actually want to um yeah. have a look at the, yeah. the depth and colors properly and what's behind them and you know what what they're all about then they can go on to that that's really useful because i think you know it, it goes back to the first thing you said about looking for kind of picking your new owners is is research isn't it because you you only need to type it into google for things to pop up so Mm. it's just so important that i I can't stress it enough and i'm sure you're the same research is key and oh massively massively i Um, always say to people that the the first message that i get you know i've got you know if it's like i i want i want a dachshund but they spelt it completely different like yeah um and then I have to correct them on that. And then I say, yeah. please, please, please research the breed. I give them links to all different websites. Say to them, please go and do your research and then come back to me. And once you've done your research, if you think this breed is the right breed for you, then I'm happy to have a chat with you. Yeah. Um, I've been going on my waiting list, you know. Definitely. Um, on the topic of kind of puppies and whatnot, um, what at the moment because obviously there has been a price increase recently um but a lot of people are kind of an unsure of what they should be paying especially with these rare colors which seem to be kind of double the price of, of most of the others what should people be looking to pay in the region of i think at the minute um for a well-bred puppy um from a decent breeder you're looking between two and three thousand pounds um at the moment yeah I mean I've seen them I had a lady actually offer me six thousand pounds for one of my cream puppies the other day my um, god and I told her where to go basically (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would have done the same you know I told her that you know she's already the girl's already sold and she was like but I can give you more money and I was like it's not about that you know she's been promised to somebody and you know it's the fact that you're so so desperate to pay you know, it, it puts the it puts the frighteners at me because I'm thinking, right, 100%, you're going to breed that dog. Yeah. You know, so. And um, just on that as well, um, can we just cover endorsements? Because we have them on ours um, mainly because, well, well, explain what endorsements are and and why they are in place. Right, so endorsements are, um, it's basically, um, it puts a stop to you taking the puppy abroad um, without the breeder's permission. Um, And there's also an endorsement to stop, it means it's not eligible for breeding. Um, So the puppy, I always say to my puppy owners, you know, unless they ask me if they can breed, yeah, the puppy will always be sold as a pet only, and will always be sold. It, it will always be sold with endorsements, and that's um, not to leave the country and not to be bred from. Obviously, and, and that that just protects you. It protects your line. Yeah, it protects the it protects the um, you know the work that's gone into breeding and making your lines as good as they are. Um, yeah. It doesn't stop people breeding the dog. It just stops them registering the puppies yeah um, so if they did decide to breed the dog without your permission they would not be able to register the puppies and it would not affect your lines yeah um so we've also had quite a few messages from instagram um 
everyone's gone a bit bonkers on this one. They're obviously really looking forward to you being on here. Um, so I'll start. I've had to narrow it down because there was just so many. Um, but so I think a lot of people, like you said, right at the beginning, um, kind of want to have one or two litters from their bitch when they first get one. And it's important, again, that they do their research. And I've had loads of messages recently because obviously we've just had a litter. Um, so we yeah. tend to get inundated with breeding questions when when that happens. But um, there's no one better to speak to than you. So we'll fire these over at you. And we've got one lady asking, how many seasons should a Dachshund have before they start breeding? Okay, so with Dachshunds, it depends when their first season falls. I mean, some bitches come in between five months and nine months. Some don't even come in until they're a year old. Um, with me, I tend to breed, usually I breed on the second season um, unless they haven't had a season early on. Um, yeah. Uh, because I've never had any problems breeding on the second season. I know some people that have waited till the third or the fourth season and they've ended up with problems or puppies getting stuck or they've had to go for a C-section. Um, I, I would always say do it on the second season as long as you think the bitch is mature enough in herself. Yeah. Because um, we get asked this a lot because obviously Ivy's just had a, her second litter and Apple's now input thanks to Alonzo um yeah, good boy. but yeah um but it obviously seems like two minutes ago that the apple was one of our litter um yeah, but exactly. she's actually 18 months old now um um I think a lot of people they're like oh gosh that's quite young but but you forget that a dog's lifespan is so much less than ours so it relatively speaking it's all in perspective isn't it yeah exactly um so it it so second season um and I think that's what's recommended on the kennel club as well isn't it second season well, or two yeah, years old whichever but the only thing with the kennel club is there's another thing that they say you can breed from a year old which a lot of people read that and think right I'm going to breed bang straight on their first season oh no you know and it is I think it shouldn't be put on the kennel club about no. that because really you know you're too young you're giving false information and it's not fair yeah. to the dog definitely um and it's kind of what would you where do you begin to look for a stud for these people that would like to have one or two litters where do you even kind of where do you begin Right, so, um, I mean, I've got my stud adverts on Pets for Homes, um, stating all the health tests that have been done with my dogs. I'm on there. I'm on some – there's a few Dachshund stud groups on Facebook, which are really good. Yeah. Um, and they state the name of um, the KC names uh, of, the, of the dogs and if they've been PRA tested and what health tests that they've had done. Um, there's a really good thing on the Kennel Club called uh, Mate Select, which you can actually put the name of two dogs in and get the coefficient score of the puppies if you were to mate with that stud dog. That's really important, isn't it? Because I always point people in the direction to that. Uh, and it's yeah. a really good tool. It is a good tool when the website is actually working. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but it is now, I think, isn't it? 
at the yeah, well. I think they've been they've been you know I, I had to have a litter litter of my puppies go without papers because of the new website. Yeah, um, mine have as well. I was really well, upset. It is upsetting because it's making breeders look unprofessional, you know. And luckily, all my new owners were understanding yeah. um, about it, so they've all got their papers now, so they're all happy. Oh, we're we're still waiting. But are you really? Oh, yeah. I think but, I'm, I'm dreading registering these two litters, to be honest. <laughs> and got two of them as well. I know. Um, and so talking about that studs, what would you look for? Obviously, check the inbreeding coefficient but what else is there to look for in terms of maybe colors and is there any other tests and things that they need to be keeping their eye out um in regards to colors if you yeah you need you want to see a copy of the stud pedigree so you can look and see what is behind the stud in case there is dilutes um or anything that there shouldn't be um you know and they they can be screened for um i mean up my, my one of my dogs is i've tested for dilute which is alonzo um just purely for the fact of i wasn't sure what was behind him because i had to wait for the pedigree so i tested him for dilute anyway and he was clear of it um but yeah you want to see a copy of the pedigree um you, the thing is it, it's hard because you want to know like what's behind the dogs like yeah how many champions and stuff like that um you want to make sure the studs of good confirmation um they, ha- they haven't had any back issues in their litters or anything like that um Definitely. you know make sure, not, make sure they're not too big for the bitch you know because some stud dogs are quite big um and you want really you want them to be either smaller than bitch or same size yeah definitely alonzo is quite frankly perfect isn't he Hayley he is lovely the little Italian <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love him um and so what should, what would be your top tips for a first-time breeder or a first-time Dachshund owner um for a first-time Dachshund owner um like we said earlier research everything mm-hmm. go on you know there's so many websites you can go on there's the Daxon breed council which is full of lots of information for first-time owners um there's my website which is www.emeralddax.co.uk there's a lot of information on there um join the Daxon facebook groups ask as many questions as you want um because there is lots of owners and there's lots of helpful people to advise you um, in regards to being a first-time breeder, again, research is key. Um, yeah. I would advise people to buy the Book of the Bitch, which is really, really good. So um, good, yeah. Helped me loads. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and it, it basically it doesn't beat around the bush. It tells you what could happen, you know, what could go wrong. But stuff you need like to that. know that, what, don't you? That's yeah, exactly. What to look it. for. Because breeding isn't plain sailing, you know, and it is hard work and you need to be prepared to have no sleep, to have to lose puppies, you know, for things to go wrong, yeah. C-sections, vet bills, insurance, you know, everything. Anything Definitely. can go wrong. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and when when you do breed, um, talk us through your process of kind of from birth to kind of eight weeks old when you let them go in terms of like weaning and, and things like that. Okay, so when they're first born, um when every single time a puppy is born i um it's there's a, there's a well it's a term called swinging 
Um, and it's where you, you have the puppy's head between your fingers and you're in like a squatted position and you swing it, but push like uh, throw it down in a second. So I know it sounds awful, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the impact gets all the mucus off of the lungs with puppies. Um, and, you know, rub, rub them vigorously until they're, they're crying and they're breathing and they're not gasping. Straight away, they, you put them on an equal feeding, um, which then brings on the contractions for the next puppy. Yeah. Um, yeah, make sure they're kept warm. I use the snuggle safe heat warmers that you can put in the microwave and I put them under the blankets to keep them warm. Um, make sure the mum is having calcium in between every puppy um and that she feels okay and she's not in distress or anything like that yeah um, once the puppies are all born and you've counted each of the centers they've come out um obviously give the mum some food take her out for a wee and stuff like that make sure she's okay make sure she's comfortable make sure the puppies are feeding and they're okay you need to weigh the puppies twice a day for the first two weeks to make yeah. sure they're feeding properly um continue to give the mum calcium for the first four weeks while she's feeding the puppies get that in the form of calcium tablets or you can get um, a liquid called calcium care yeah um so yeah and, and then when the puppies are two weeks old i worm them with puppy drontal um and that's every two weeks until they're they until go they yeah until they yeah. go um I start weaning my puppies from four weeks it used to be three weeks but they wasn't really interested so I found that I'd leave it an extra week and then yeah. they cleared the bowl um they love do, it don't they oh they Hi do on. love it I do raw feed um I use nature's menu uh puppy nuggets to start off with mixed with goat's milk um for the first few weeks and then I slowly wean them off the goat's milk when they're about five weeks yeah. Um, because it can give them a bit of an upset tummy. Upset, yeah. And, and yeah, and then, then I socialise them, I potty train them, <laughs> you know. You um, do it all. Full cuddles. The best thing is the puppy cuddles, day yeah. in, day out. Agreed, you know. agreed. Um, and I had one of my owners say to me, her dog does not leave her neck alone. He literally goes up into her <laughs> neck and does it. He said, I'm blaming you for that. Yeah, it's like, true, though. There's nothing better than a little puppy snuggling under your neck. They're like a little neck scarf. And they smell amazing, don't I? I say all the time, I wish I could bottle the smell of puppies. This puppy breath is the best. It's unreal, isn't it? If I could bottle that and sell it, I'd be a millionaire. Millionaire. <laughs> um, amazing. That is just... And it, it so much time and effort goes into it, doesn't it? You, people who have had one litter, 10 litters, they'll understand the, the time and, like I say, the effort that goes into it. It's, it's, it's not always easy, but it's so rewarding. And Oh, my God, it is. It's just, you know, it's the best job in the world. And, but I don't look at it as a job. Yeah. I look at it as my everyday life and just, just everything. Living the dream. Yeah, it is living the dream. And it's so yeah. lovely. And it's so, just to have puppies all the time, like, around you. and. It's is, it is great. It's a great feeling. It is. Um, just one last question. Um, for those who are potentially bringing home a new puppy in the near future, um, what's the essentials? What do you kind of advise every new puppy owner to make sure that they have at home for when they arrive back with their new baby? 
Right. It all depends, really. If they've got another dog, um, I tend to advise new owners to bring a blanket that I can rub on the puppy and then they can take that home so the dog can know the smell. Um, they also so do, is that, do you do that um, before they take the puppy home so that it can get kind of used to that smell? Yes. I mean, a lot. Of, a lot I always say to my new owners, they can visit as many times as they want. Um, and obviously, they do take me up on the off run. I usually get, get oh, inundated. Yeah, three a week. Are you in? Do you want to? <laughs> um, yeah, no. Can I come see my puppy? Yes, of course. Okay, because I'm here all the time, and it is my job twenty four seven. You know, I'm I'm able to do that for people. Um, you know, and I always say to them, if you do have another dog at home, um, when you do introduce your puppy, make so much fuss of your other dog and not just Definitely. um get get your other dog a toy that they love or the toys that they love um like a new toy really make a fuss and because Daxons are jealous and they are a jealous breed um, yeah and it doesn't take long for them to have their nose put out of joint definitely um, um yeah brilliant and is there anything else kind of that you yeah, would I mean I mean a lot of people say to me I'm like do I just put a puppy pad on the floor you know and I'm like if you want to train your puppy to go outside then no <laughs> you know, as long as you, you you've not got any dogs that are unvaccinated and stuff like that then you can pop your puppy in the garden um as, as long as you haven't got foxes and stuff like that um you know or you can get a patch of astroturf um, yeah and pop it in the garden and so the puppy knows that outside it is where it should go to the toilet yeah, um, yours are all pretty good, aren't they? Yeah, unless it's raining. <laughs> yeah. But I think every Daxon owner would agree with that, that when yeah, it rains. And, yeah, but this is what people don't understand. They're like, oh, my dog's weeing inside and pooing inside, but usually she goes outside, and I'm like, is it raining? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, that's, <laughs> that's why. They hate the rain. Those who who are on kind of all the groups and stuff will have seen those memes, you know, when it's raining outside and there's a poo behind your sofa or or whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, oh, it's God. just what part and parcel isn't it yeah definitely um but, yeah all worth it though for the oh, definitely. Just... I mean you know and it's 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 quite nice when you've got people that have already got a dachshund and they're coming to you for a puppy because you're like you know how much of a stubborn breed they can be yeah. you know so getting another another one, one. Yeah, you want another one, so you must love them that much, even though they like the the most. Yes, they are crazy popular at the moment as well. They're like, which I think is great because obviously we love them, but um, obviously everyone else does too. So they are they have become very very popular in the last few years. It's just gone crazy. Why do you think that is? Just. You know, it's it's things like because they are a, a lot of people look at them as like a handbag dog, or they which look at not. a thing, <laughs> yeah, which like you know, or they see them on an advert and they're like, I want one that looks like that, or you know, yeah. the vitality advert and stuff like that. And celebrities that have got them, you know, they're like, oh, you know, they've got one, I want one, sort of thing. But, you know, even celebrities aren't great on their research because they just go and buy the first puppy that they see. Yeah, we've seen a couple because, of those recently. Yeah, because they have got the money and they don't care where it comes from or how much it is. They'll just go, I want that one, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's been celebrities that have had back problems with their dogs or they've had, like, parvovirus and stuff like that and they've been in the vets. 
you know, because yeah. they haven't done the research and the puppy hasn't been vaccinated or anything like that. So, yeah, you know, so it's, not just, it's not just uh, normal people, you know, that don't do their research. It is, in fact, the celebrities as well. Yeah, they, that probably encourages people. Oh, definitely. Especially you know, on Instagram and stuff like that when they're posting pictures all the time and people are like, 100%. oh, my God. Definitely. Well, amazing. I think we've pretty much covered everything there and you are literally the Daxon expert. So if, oh, God, if, oh, I would. Um, I always pester you with kind of questions and like, hey, Lee, can I just ring you quickly and all sorts and you're always happy to help. And I think that's one thing, like we were saying before when I asked you kind of what makes, what sets you apart. That is, from my opinion, one of the main things is that no question's too stupid. You know, if you're willing to learn, you're willing to help, aren't you? So, 100%. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly help anybody, you know, who needs yeah. it. Um, so and- if anyone does have any questions, it's, you know, reach out, ask kind of experts and and you'll get the right answer. So exactly. if anyone... If anyone does want to get in touch with you, you have a website and you're on Instagram as well, aren't you? So, so yeah, and Facebook, yeah, yeah, and Facebook. So just just reach out and and ask questions if you need to. Um, but that has been absolutely brilliant, and I hope loads of people have learned lots of information because you know puppies are so popular at the moment, which we understand, and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing as long as you've done your research, you're prepared, and you're getting it from the right place and and you've kind of basically follow Haley's advice and you can't really go wrong we hope <laughs> <laughs> um but thank you very much Haley. really appreciate it oh, um, you're welcome